Karibas is flowering clear. Five to one up the new market hill. Keep going, Buick. Oh God, he's gonna get caught. Where's the post? Where's the post? And a huge welcome to a Bar Steward flat season special, where in this episode we give you the horses to follow for the season ahead, and hopefully we can certainly line your pockets and give you some pearls of wisdom. And joining me for this Bar Steward special with our best horses to follow is John Lane of John Joe's Blogspot. Good evening, John. My cocker has rarely been more hoop. <laughs> it is the Green Basies back. And joining me also is Quentin Franks, the Naps champion of, of this winter. He's hoping to repeat the fate for this 2022 flat season. Good evening to you, Quentin. Good evening, Lee. Good evening. Chaps, I mean, this is quite a, an exciting show because this is a show I think we've all been waiting for all winter. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and what action this weekend? We've got Maydam. Doncaster Lincoln meeting the Queen's Prize at Kempton, a race I like. And then the Irish Lincoln on Sunday. It just feels all normal again. And then we can start moaning about overwater ground. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be here soon enough, won't it? Yeah, for sure. Right, so I'll kick off the show with sort of the season ahead and, you know, what we're looking forward to and and what, what we're maybe not. And I thought I'd just go through the leading two protagonists of this flat season, which would be Aidan O'Brien and Charlie Appleby. Now, looking at some stats, Aidan, the last two seasons, is 17% overall, just a 0.95 AE, just slightly below expected. Charlie Appleby is 28.73% the last two seasons, 1.04 AE. I thought was interesting, more interesting, was in the last two seasons, Aidan's Group 1 tally in UK and Ireland, he's had 132 runners, so obviously he's more scattergun, we know this, he'll have many entrants, so that possibly will affect the stats a little. But just 12 wins from that, which is just 9%, whereas Charlie, in the last two seasons, only 30 runners in Group 1s, 10 winners, 30% Group 1s, 1.45 AE. What are we saying, chaps, about those stats, about the, the two giants? It looks like looks a changing of the guard, kind of, doesn't it? It was either the, the good carrots the dolphin have found. Yeah. But they've had the stock. They've season in, season out the last few years, they've had the, the stock godolphin. Now if you see it with, with this year coming up, native trail, career burst, they've got the top two in the betting. That would normally be Aiden's yeah. thing. You would normally have the, the short price winter favourite in the in the Derby in the Oaks as well. So short term it looks something that's gonna to continue, to be honest. Mm, yeah, John, I'm interested for your like synopsis on this because obviously you've got a bit of an attachment to Colmore with the old Vincent O'Brien days, you know, the, the great Vincent O'Brien. And so what, what's your opinion on this that sort of last two years? Well, it's kind of been a long time coming, really, because I haven't been impressed for a while with this scattergun approach, as you, as you well know, Lee. For a start, I think the derby tactic has more or less ruined the derby, how uh, he's been going at that. And I do think that their eyes been off the ball a little bit as well, for some strange reason, whether it's with the lads starting up training as well. I don't know. I, I just get the impression that the same intensity isn't there about the operation that it was 
I can understand it because, I mean, the man's under tremendous pressure every year to produce a champion that's going to be syndicated for an enormous amount of money to stand at Coma. Yeah. So how much pressure can you stand and just keep going at it? It might not be long before the baby goes or before the fetus takes over. Well, is it too early to potentially blame demise of, of Galileo? What I'm saying is not just before his death, but in terms of probably his, his offspring may I not have... I think it is too early, myself. I mean, yeah. those stallions that are standing now have strong stallion pedigrees, strong male runners right the way through the lines. Every reason to believe they'll come through as stallions and necessarily haven't got the the correct combination of mares to stallions over the last couple of years, you know, but I mean, that's not to say they won't get it right soon. Yeah. I think, I think Quentin and me are, are in the camp of Appleby's had some nice carrots as well, sort of last season. Do you think potentially Godolphin have got some good carrots, John? I still haven't quite got over Caribus backing up that. <laughs> when he completely emptied out at Newmarket and then bounced back to absolutely wallop the field. Well, him. you were shocked they even ran, didn't, weren't you, John? I yeah. I couldn't believe it was running. I thought, this is ridiculous. And then for, for the horse to do what it did, um, it's one of the most astonishing things I've seen in racing. To be perfectly honest, I was absolutely flabbergasted how that one like it did. Yeah, it was a prime bounce candidate after that effort because that was gas that the run where blogger where's the post where's the post and he kicked four clear i think out of the dip and then just absolutely paddled for the last furlong i think the sectional was really slow for caribus and you just thought well that's him bottom that's him absolutely savaged from that run and then out he pops what was how, how long ago was it after was it was it two, two, two weeks i think yeah. Two, two, yeah, it's fortnight after. I, I mean, I'm not exaggerating. It honestly crossed my mind we wouldn't say that to Lascott. No, I was saying to you, I said, this God, that they've ruined that. You know, they, I was the same. I'm thinking, geez, yeah, I've seen horses like that before that's been bottomed like that, especially early in the development. Yeah. And you think, well, you know, that is that going to affect it men- mentally as well? You know, horses are good size, and usually if you've got a big bugger like that and you empty them out. It, it knocks them worse than if you've got a little one. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, so we're going to look at sort of like what how we stand on the Guineas, Derby and Oaks and stuff in a second. Just to come, maybe sires uh, to, to watch or follow this season. I don't know like if any, because I know, John, you like looking at paddocks all the time at two-year-olds and you think, oh, these produce a nice stamp. Three I noted for this year statistically, not necessarily from a physical point of view, but Newt Bay obviously had a, had a good year last year. Uh, Ulysses also and uh, I thought Highland Reels might do better this year might improve a lot from two to three so I'm just going to pass it to you guys What if any any sort of sires you you particularly like going forwards for this year maybe you'll you be one for me yeah they were fizzing they were fizzing last year something stupid like a 20% strike rate ridiculous good size yet athletic real nice makeup a lot of them very impressed yeah and I think Ulysses uh, surprised me. I didn't think that would be... If someone had said, oh, is that going to be a flop as a first-season sire, well, that would have been prime candidate. But they had an absolute belting year last year, 17%. Yeah, surprised me, actually. I, I wasn't expecting great things, I must admit. Yeah. Quentin? 
New Bay's the obvious one. He kind of, as their stamina is drawn out, they seem to improve on the figures as well. I think Ribchester's Brosnay will get better, as he did, to be honest. What sorry I was disappointed with was Churchill last year. I thought he'll do all right. I think it was, what, 10% on the turf or something. Uh, it was quite disappointing, but he seems to have got a few on the all-weather that have started to progress. Grand Alliance, uh, Charlie Fellows trains, the Tom Clover thing that bolted up at Wolverhampton. So maybe they just need a bit of time and, and there'll be better free rolls, kind of kind of like High, Highland Reels um, progeny. But no, they're the ones I'd keep an eye on personally. Yeah, no, Churchill one's interesting because I think they'll have a better season this year. You know, some of them looked on the weak side, some of them look good physically. And I, like you, I expected better than the strike rate. That obviously, I bet Coolmore would be disappointed with that 10%. You know, they'd be wanting yeah. probably nearly, I won't say double that, but six, around the 16s mark would have been acceptable for Churchill. But we'll see. Yeah, right. Especially, especially as he was a two year old himself, wasn't he? I know he's by Galileo, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, but he was crash bang early. So. Yeah, but. yeah. It's strange how things work with stud horses. You'll get horses that are, are bang speedsters producing stayers, and you'll get it's, it's quite an odd odd mix sometimes at stud. But yeah, I, I take your point. On to the classics then. How do we all stand the two guineas, the the two thousand guineas and the thousand? What are we saying, chaps? Myself, I've ate ten of them for the one thousand. Yeah, you did. I know you you've been a massive fan of this, John, haven't you? Yeah. I'm- I actually backed the runner-up in the uh, the Chaley Park, the six-mile-long race, wasn't it? Yeah. At the weekend, everything was going to plan. Went had a soft leg, went clear, going into the dip, and Tenebrism didn't look as though it was going anywhere at all. Didn't even consider it a threat. And the turn of foot she showed to pick my ass up was absolutely tremendous. I thought I, c- I can't see how she won't get the mile either. I think she's about the best price seven to one at the minute. I honestly couldn't look past her for a mile. Phillies group one at the moment. I mean, like you said, that performance was particularly eye-catching. I think I think I bet the runner-up in running because I couldn't believe yeah. what what she'd done. I was like left just flabbergasted. But yeah, Quentin, anything for you in the thousand that stands out? Tenebrism. No, I think we we must have all backed the second that day. I'm pretty sure I backed the second as well. And yeah. it was it was the day where there was the you had the hot rail, didn't you, at HQ? And yeah. I think it was hot rail and a tailwind. Uh, the one I was interested in was Discoveries. Jesse Harrington trains hasn't really done anything on the clock yet, but I think she's going to improve a fair bit when getting over a mile. She's got she's half full sister even to Alpha Centauri. She's a mile winner. I think there's, there's more there, more there in the tank. She's responding well to pressure at the Curra when winning the um, Moigler. So she'll be the one. She's not actually not a massive price. She's double figures still, but I think she's a shade overpriced at this stage. Yeah, she she was impressive when she beat Agatha. Old Kildare Jesse. <laughs> She she might have the tackle. Do you know, sometimes I don't know if I, I get told rumours in my sleep or whether people <laughs> actually tell me things in real life. But I'm sure someone told me the other day that Jesse had a yard visit the other week and 10 horses weren't there <laughs> that were supposed to be there, as enlisted in training in the yard like you're supposed to. Not there, not not there, not seen. Where were they? Where were the 10? Killed there, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> maybe that maybe that one's at Kildare for you, Quentin, for some for some, <laughs> for some, for some carrots. Good evening, John. 
<laughs> That's like John on the 10th tee. He, he likes to wind a friend up of his and uh, he makes sure it goes off on the 10th tee. <laughs> Just as he's teeing up. That's typical John. Right, so my selection in the thousand, as it stands, I just think it's hard to get away from the betting. I, I, I like Quentin's choice really at a price there. I think he makes a good case because it was impressive. I'm probably going to sit on the foul. It sounds bad, but like three to one in files, probably about right. But that might be value come the day. We know that ends up being a lot of non-runners. This could be six to four on the day if things pull out. Uh, yeah, nothing from me. The 2000 chaps, any view on this? Blogger for me, native trail. <laughs> done it on the clock, hand, handled the course. Miles patently done a suit. He's, I'm surprised it's three to one. You've kind of seen they've obviously worked on like Caribus and Native Trail, and you can kind of see a bit of bit of weakness in Caribus on the machine. Native Trails freeze on the machine and kind of strengthening up all the time. I think he's going to go off go off a well backed favourite. That wouldn't put anyone off backing him up three to one. No, I, th- this is where I completely agree. As three to one chances stand, if someone said in Spiral or Native Trail, I, I'm a massive Native Trail fan, have been. The one thing I'd worry about, about Caribus, and I think this would you, Quentin, right? Obviously, up to the mile. Caribus has got a lot of speed, a lot of speed. Looks the tight. Fades over the mile. You, they'd end up dropping him to seven and six for the rest of the season. They've got a jersey or jersey or And then the Jack, Le, the Jack Lamar and things like that. They'd be dropping him in trips. They wouldn't be seeking the mile race, I don't think, if he showed a lot of speed and didn't get up. And I think Native Trail has got it in spades. And we'd be worried. Let's say there is a, a rare headwind at Newmarket that day. You wouldn't be backing Caribus into a headwind, would you, I don't think? Um, you'll, be, you'll be putting in short price lays, wouldn't you? Yeah, hoping he, hoping he empties. Yeah, that's the thing with with the HQ course, folks. I mean, if the wind's behind, you can have a different opinion totally because obviously it's easier to get home. They keep rolling, but when when it's headwind at Newmarket, it's a completely different story, and everyone's looking for cover. Unless we don't get any dreadful rail biases either for that meeting, which can sometimes be the case at that course, due to obviously them putting plenty of water on as they do, John. Yes, indeed. <laughs> One thought I have on the guineas, I don't think they'll risk Luxembourg on that track unless he's changed much physically over the winter. He still looked a bit on the leg to me, and I think it'll probably end more Derringstone Derby route than running into that dip first time out because I couldn't see him having a prep run for the guineas anyway. No. And if I had to pick one out, I mean, I think Native Trail is very solid, really. I think Angel Blur is a little bit of value for a proven scrapper at this level. It stays the trip well and should be on the premises, but I couldn't put anybody off a favourite, sadly. No, Native Trail's my Nash one. The last three to one chance I backed <laughs> at this stage of a, of a classic season was Nash one. We're going back that long. <laughs> And it was a winner. So, so I'm the same. I, I'm all over the three-to-one three, three to one native trail, I think, on the day. Luxembourg, I don't think, will be there like John. There's others I don't think will be there. And I think this will be a lot, lot shorter. So unless there's anything untoward with the horse physically, three-to-one, I think, will look massive come D-Day. I think probably be six-to-four, 11 or eight, five-to-four, that sort of price range, if it gets there fit well and uh, the vibes are good. So leading then straight into the derby, John, come back to you straight away, because obviously what you said about Luxembourg, which is potentially a very, very short-priced derby favourite, are you happy with Luxembourg handling the track there? Not at present. I think it's a concern looking at him physically. 
I'd, I'd want to see him this year and whether he's pulled together a bit more. Or, it's tricky. We're going on limited evidence so far on what he might be able to handle and what he might not. It's just what I've seen so far and how he moves, I don't think it's a gimme that he like the camber and the downhill and what have you. Not to the extent where I want to be taking a thought of one now. No, might end up in a John Porter next year, John. lovely 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 flat straights i agree with you john i mean i I had this conversation with you at the back end and like doncaster suited it down to the ground didn't it you know where he could just float travel Mm. let the race unfold and that but like epson's a bit different to that it's it adds another dimension to, just to back in the, the quickest horse across the field so yeah i'd take a rain check she's gone down there but they don't tend to go around there if, and this is the wrong phrase, really, the wrong way, is it? If they offend the eye to the extent this one does. And that's not a criticism of the art, really, really yeah. or not. It's just, he doesn't look the type. He looks a bit gangly. I couldn't back him at fours at the minute. Yeah. No, he's a watching brief for me also on that one. Quentin, your thoughts, please. Darby, I'm wasn't like you guys I wasn't really convinced Luxembourg around the course for now like you kind of look through the market reach for the moons on the on the sick list at the moment native trails second in the market I think it's going to get a derby trip Caribus is is fourth in the market that's definitely not getting a derby (laughs) trip then then you're kind of scrolling through you've got royal patron as well Mark Johnson's going to bottom that by the dante isn't he I, I thought the interesting one was Point Lonsdale Crying up for a step up in trip, good to get the trip. Um, being Bodzy brother to Broom, isn't he? Crash bang, crash bang early two year old, but these Australias improve with time. I'd, I'd be interested to see where he rocks up, uh, come what may. He would be on my list for a derby horse at the moment, but it's not something I'm screaming to have a bet on, to be honest. No, good comments. I do see your point with point ones there as well. I don't think he's got. The, the absolute class and foot that Luxembourg has, obviously. But Point Lonsdale, I think, if someone said which would act on the track better, I certainly think he. Yeah, I certainly think he would. But you make a good point about some of the some of the market principles. Maybe we'll see something in the spring that we usually do at the Craven meeting. Something will bolt up in the field and or, the, or or one of the maidens that wins by seventeen, and then all of a sudden it's a Derby contender. Was it Mahafet last year, John? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mohafeth. Ian Davis, Ooh. one of our listeners, he was like all over Mohafeth, I think. Most, most yeah, yeah, it did for him in the end, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he, he spunked his pot there. So the Epsom Oak, last one we'll look at. I'll start us off, and I'm really keen on one because I've mentioned this on a previous pod, and I just hope this is the, the, the plan and the target, but... 33 to 1. 33-01, says Gary Wiltshire in an Indian accent. He says that this on scene will improve massively for the trip. I think it will. If you watch the run behind in spiral at HQ over the mile, this lost no ground whatsoever. In fact, it made ground in the final two furlongs on the winner. And whilst it didn't display the brilliance of the winner, which is the Guinea's favourite, you watch it after the line. It's powered past it within another 150 yards. This filly was terribly campaigned by the idiot that owns it. They went to Delmar on the absolute firm ground, which, and I, and I said, that is absolutely the worst placing I've ever seen. This filly, round a tight track, one of the tightest 
miles in America. Short run to the bend, yeah, real fast turf. No, the, just terrible, terrible placing. Obviously, she struggled. Like, that's just ignore that. That's why it's 33s. On the back of the Inspiral run, how on earth is this 33s? You've only got to watch that video and say, as long as they're not soured her with that trip, I think Miss On Scene's going to be a, a real top class filly over a mile and a quarter and a mile and a half this summer. I do hope connections do take into account where to place her and what to do. But the 33s is just enormous for the Oaks. Chap. Hmm. You you liked her on her debut, didn't you? I remember you saying something about her at Haydock. And I love I loved I loved her physically. Yes, I thought this this filly straight away took my eye on debut, and I've I just followed her career since then. And then she blew me away at Newmarket because you you watch her position going into the dip. She'd no right to be as close at the death as what she was. You, you're not a backer anyway. You're not backing her to be as close as that going into the dip. It's after the line that I think everyone needs to, to needs to look at if you can just like play the video further on. Or oh, I had the benefit of the head on 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 racing TV replays that day. Get the full full essence of, of how strong she finished. And then they went to bloody Delmar. I mean, who's advising these clowns? What on earth are you doing? You've just run probably one of the best Oaks trials you'll probably see. And then I don't know what we're gonna we're gonna Delmar Fair on 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 fast ground American fast ground around the tightest track we can find it. You're absolutely mental, Ben's. But that's racing folk. Uh, but anyway, thirty threes if she's not sour miss on scene. But sorry, Quentin, carry on. No, I like I like that shout. You had the the new market race, Sayuni, good to soft ground. Like you know she's gonna improve back on back on a decent surface. I'm just watching it back here, and yeah, she gets gets lost in the dip, doesn't she? Yeah, clueless. Um. For me, it's I've I put up Tuesday. I was surprised to see Aiden O'Brien come out with bullish statements so early in the year. I think he came out early February saying she's developed, etc. I'm not really one to listen to trainers, but I thought it was quite telling that he came out in February and said that she's got a couple of entries this weekend at where Curra and Nace. She smacks of a Oaks filly for me, minding one of her one of her sisters. Um, the forms form ties in with my thousand guineas analysis, uh, just just behind Discoveries, who's obviously gone and franked the form. Double figures is more than fair for one that I think will get the trip. Connections have been there, seen it, got the t-shirt, got the hat as well. I think double figures is fair. She's the type that just crash in the market on the back of a maiden win, um, which on the, the form book said she's more than capable of doing. He said she's she was a big two year old and uh, has developed a lot over the winter months. You're loving that discovery's made, aren't you, Quentin? I can I see do. it now. I do. In fact, for flat followers now, then follow Quentin's Curra Phillies maiden on the 25th of June last year. Look, look at the Phillies in that. Just, just look at what what might have, have caught the eye for this season because Quentin loves the first two discoveries and Tuesday. Good luck, sir, with that. You know, could be a good choice indeed, John. Your thoughts? I'll, I'll just add to that Curra Maiden that uh, Quentin likes. The third came out and won straight away as well. So, I mean, it's it's a very solid race. Yeah, well, there's no flies on Quentin. And if there are, they are paying rent. I think he's nailed the Maiden. I, I do think it's obviously a quality Maiden. So, that's one race we can look forward to. Maybe the, maybe we've got an angle on the Oaks then. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll... Being clover on the oaks, some some nice prices there. John, have you have you any uh, anything to add on the oaks? I, I think my biggest angle on the oaks at this stage is to make sure you've got one with feet like dinner plates because he nearly always overwaters. 
<laughs> if she can a shower, it'll be whoever makes the stands rail wins. That's a fair point, actually. Yeah, you know, like after last year's, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's happened countless times as well, and they don't learn. It only takes a shower, and and that's riding rotten. I mean, we've had some funny looks, none more so than last year, where you know, I mean, the runner-up wasn't even in the listed rating for me. Terrible, with the exception of the winner. So I mean. It does be in the back of my mind about something that would uh, handle a bit of slop, shall we say. Hmm, good stuff. Well, that sort of covers the first part of the show off where we, we go through the uh, leading classics. The second part of the show is we're now going to give our five best horses to follow. So you've got 15 horses for the flat season ahead and we'll go in uh, order of uh, worst to best. I'm going to start off with you first, Quentin. Your number five on uh, the flat horses to follow this year. My number five on the flat horses to follow is I've tried to kind of stay away from horses that haven't been given handicap marks, mainly because trainers have a habit of ballsing things up on their on their third run. But I'm gonna go with one that's only had one start here, and it's Solcombe, who's trained by William Haggis. He was green on debut at Newmarket in a back-end maiden. That caught the eye with the way he went through the route went through the race green, but he came to make a challenge and got the door slammed in his face. We're, we're about a furlong and a half to go. He's bred to improve with time. His damn ribbons, she she appreciated ease underfoot, and she she ended up winning a group one and a group two race. On his debut, it was a really good-looking sort, um, but carrying a lot of condition. I'm expecting a fair-sized step forward with a winter on his back. The ground that day was good, I think. I think it was good, yeah. And he moves like a horse that I appreciate ease underfoot. Um, so I wouldn't want to be backing him on good to firm ground. He was one that caught the eye amongst the derby entries. He came 10th, 12 on debut run. But I thought when I saw him in the derby, in the derby list for Haggis, given he doesn't, tend to throw away entries. I thought that was interesting. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he's taking a step forward and, and can go close, at least in a novice next time out, and then progress through the ranks. That would be my fifth horse to follow. Good stuff. So that's Alcum for William Haggis. That is Quentin's fifth best. Good luck with that, sir. Forwards this year. John, coming to your number five, please. Yeah, I'm trying to go for a dirty dark one here. And this is Long Bay, trained by Adrian Cately. Hughhurst Pinhook, this is a fall. Then bought him back for 18 care, less than he paid for in the early sale, so he can do with a bit of yes. This has a lot more ability than what's gone in the farm book. Caught the eye when he ran at Beverly from the back. Despite being a power force, he was making about nine length. Clocked a speed figure in the high 50s. Then he hit a speed figure of 63 on the Racing Post top speed ratings when he caught the eye in the useful maiden at Redka. The third went on to run second in a 15-runner maiden at Donny, so that gave a pretty solid look to the form. Third run syndrome kicked in. He was then buried by Jimmy Alwyn on this next time, Quinn, <laughs> at, at Newcastle on, on the dreaded third run. was luckily for us run over a trip to far when they put a clueless kid up for the fourth run for luck which got his all-weather mark down another £3. He can run on turf, this horse, but the all-weather mark might be the one that tempts them. I think this can raise I-70s eventually on turf. Rated 61 at the minute, so I'm quite hopeful we can bag two or three wins out of it. Good stuff. Now, we like the sort of 
left field angle with Harlong Bay, John's fifth best. So wish you well with that, John. My fifth best is Corky. <laughs> Corky trained by the good old baby Joseph in Ireland, owned by Peter Saville, the former head of the BHA. He paid 62000 for Corky as a yearling, very much a stamina-laden pedigree. And I was very impressed with the debut at Leopardstown because I think that there was a lot more under the bonnet this day. And it's not the first time the baby Joseph loves a spin on the debut. He, lo- he loves it. He loves loves a little spin. See what we've got. Sometimes they can go next time. Sometimes it, it could be, right, let's go and win a maiden. Let's let's go and do the maiden route and then go the handicapping route. And, and I think with something like Peter Saville, is Peter Saville looking for a bet, John? He used to be. I mean, I don't know whether he still bets, to be honest. He, made, yeah. he had a few horses with Mary Reaver that might have sent him skinned. I don't know. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, he's still got 62,000 shekels to pay for this this filly that he basically related to, to Stayers. And she looks the filly to me that has got a bit of class about her as well. So... I'm thinking Corky is an absolute banker for at least a Phillies maiden, if not yeah. a lot, a lot more. Mm. I mean, if, if, just watch Leopard Sound run. She she's definitely got more. Declan McDonough's very, very easy on her, and um, I do think there's a lot more to come, and and a lot of Josephs improve from first to second start. So Corky family's good. I mean, you'd expect her to be a good horse. I mean. The mother, I think, was rated in the 90s or, or sort of a pattern. You know, I think 100 time form rating she got up to in the mother. And I just think, you know, she's got quite a bit of substance about her and I do like her. So Corky is my fifth. John, I'm coming back to you for your fourth bet, please. I've got two very similar types in here. This, this is the, possibly the weaker of the two. This is Lionel, trained by David Sergeant Wilson Minutia. <laughs> Now, it's probably a little bit obvious because he was spencered on debut, waited with on absolutely rotten ground at Newbury. The much more advantageously ridden fourth then ran fifth at Kempton, which might appear to knock the form. It's the only one to run out of the race, but it was too keen that day and value for a place at least, so I was happy enough with taking the form forward. And the thing about Lionel was that he was switched into the centre of the track to make his ground up, which wasn't the best place to be. But he made the ground up in such a pleasing manner, I thought, well, this is a good horse. And it, it only took its toll close home. It was, it was just found out the last 50 yards, you know. It, it certainly wasn't for the one to try, and he showed a lovely attitude. I think the winner's OK anyway. The trainer's given this English and Irish derby entries. I think this is potentially a 90-plus horse, so I, I quite like Lionel. The, the pedigree would suggest 10 to 12 furlongs, really, to me. It's out of Gretchen, and Normandy stood home bred. Related to Duncan. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're also going to get a trip eventually, but I think this year it seemed the best advantage, 10 to 12. Yeah, so Lionel, baby. Uh, Number four for me, we're going to the Andrew Balding Yard for a big slab of a horse that he's got called Aztec Empire. 
ran in a sundown maiden last August, had no right to be as big as he is at that time of the year, about 46 hands. The kids were getting ladders to get on this. This basically ran a race absolutely full of promise. Just typical, really, of a, of a, of a slow burner from Andrew Balding. Really picking the ground up late. You, nothing spectacular, nothing that you'd, you'd take from the performance and say, this is a nice horse, but it costs 210000 as a yearly. It's very well rated related to Astarabad. There's a lot to like about that performance in question. And it's something that I see balding this year. I'm not saying this would potentially be something like a, a Queen's Vars type, or well, it might be, but but this is something that Andrew Balding will be stepping up in trip right up into the mile and a half, mile and six category. And I do think that this horse could run over a mile and a quarter and probably run to about 80 to 85 over those trips. Once you start going over the mile and a half to the mile and three quarters, I'm saying this horse can go up another 10 and so on and so on. So I'm thinking this horse potentially could get to three figures with time. This is not maybe an instant bet. So if it turns up in a mile and a furlong maiden at Wolves, or it turns up, it's probably going to run between 80 and 85 in the short term, but it's the longer term we're interested in, and that's where the improvement will really come when they step this horse in trip. So Aztec Empire for me. I've got a note on this horse. Go on. I've spotted this on on video. (laughs) Um, um, Well, I'll I'll give it a provisional 78+. plus. Yeah. My note on my Racing Plus notepad says... Fucking hell, this cunt's got some size and scope. Yeah. I mean, for, for, I mean, it was, a, it was what? It, when was the day? It was an August... Yeah, yeah. The 20, 22nd of August. 22nd. No right to be that size. It literally is... I mean, he's a reasonably early four, but no, not that big. <laughs> no, no it, it, could be, it could be very interesting. A real galloper, this one. So yeah. Aztec Empire... For me, uh, hopefully too. Well, I'm I'm certain that all five I'm putting out will win, so that that's the confidence I'm showing. Quentin, your fourth, please. Just one note on John's horse uh, Lionel. I've I've got some notes on it from its debut. It my notes consist of it looked unfit and was very woolly in its coat. So no doubt more to come in, well, in terms good. of fitness wise yeah. and well, just coat wise as well as a back end October maiden. My fourth horse to follow is I'm going to go with a bar stewards trainer in David Simcock <laughs> <laughs> you've been Simcock yeah well this, this is a this is a horse that was Simcock on a couple of occasions uh, the horse in question is Cromarty she was in the market on debut at Yarmouth in a in an August maiden six, uh, 11 to 2 she shaped fine there nothing, nothing more than that but she she was green she was kind of outpaced then went to Wolverhampton. She was up with up with a steady pace and just fell out of things. Like I'm pretty sure the run came too soon. But it was her third start in late October that she caught the eye. She was uh, probably Simcock here, held up last. Spencer as well, held up last, and made. She was probably the best horse travelling in the race. She travelled onto the bridle, all the way to the two pole. And then just she got the chicken wing treatment. She wasn't hard pressed at all and was kind of allowed to come home in her own time. Um, they went steady that day and it didn't show her the best effect. But it's the, it's the trip angle here. She had three spins over a mile. She's going to improve significantly going up in trip. 10 furlong plus. The dam was um, Kanaki, who ended up winning two, two listed races over 10 and 12 furlongs. She looks the type to improve from, from two to three. And I, I've no doubt she's better than an opening mark of 66. 
Yeah, good stuff. I think that's one even Mr. Simcock can play to good effect. That does look quite well in Quentin. Yeah, good good stuff. Yeah, 60. I'm just looking here. The marker 66. I love the SP last time. 125 to 1. 125. That's sort of a nice note to 70 at Donny, eh? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Let's, let's hope he goes to Donny or Yarmouth. Do the business there with the big long straights. For your big, big winding run. It's amazing that Simcock does well there, Doncaster and Yarmouth. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> That's Quentin. That when Quentin, when it turns up at Yarmouth and Doncaster, Quentin's going absolutely balls deep. We, we, um, we know full we know well he's starting it off at the Chester May meeting, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Quentin sees it declare that, yeah, yeah, at Chester. Yeah. yeah. Or ripping, ripping over the mile, you know. <laughs> Catter it for good measure. Yeah. I mean, uh, anyway, good good stuff. Uh, right, third best. Well, I better come to me then, really, because we're all swizzling it around. My third best is, again, I, I go to the baby Joseph. Could be the heir apparent, John, the baby Joseph, in years to come. Possible, um, isn't it? So it's one of Magnier's. It's a horse called Above the Curve. Ran in a Leopardstown maiden on the 16th of October. Finished in third behind Villanova Queen. And... It has to be said, this is probably one of the more obvious ones I've gone for. It lost six lengths at the start, literally did everything wrong, made an enormous amount of ground late on. And literally, to me, I genuinely feel that this could probably run to 90 next time in a maiden. Or He's an absolute banker for a maiden, is above the curve. And I just feel that this filly could be beyond that. I do feel that this filly, as she goes up in trip, Maybe not too far. Ten would be fine. Could get 12, but I do think this filly could be stakes class. Probably one of the only from my five that I'm putting out that probably will end up stakes class. And above the curve is this one. Obviously, it might be priced accordingly because everyone will have spotted the debut. That's the downgrade in terms of like why this isn't my best follower because I think the price will be probably limited when it comes to a filly's maiden that will probably try and win first before better things for the baby Joseph. So that's for me above the curve to start the third place round. I'll come to you, John, for your third best. My third best will be no stranger to regular listeners, actually. This is Papa Cocktail, trained by Tom Clover. Ooh. Ooh, indeed. I thought long and hard about including this one because on the face of it, it was a bit disappointing on his final start. But in mitigation, he was asked to back up what I thought was a big effort at York when he was ridden hopelessly. It was around bendy track at Ponty, which probably made it trappy enough for him over six. Haley Turner wouldn't be the, the choice to get the best out the horse either. I think it's worth pointing out that Thus far, he's been ridden exclusively by arseholes. Um, <laughs> Tom Marquand, arsehole? My, that would debut. That would debut. Yeah, talking about important races now. The trainer might be a bit shit, but he's not one for the Never Ever list. The York run to me indicate it was better than that mark. And for us, it's finished about ninth. I know that might sound a bit ridiculous, but. Uh, I saw enough that day at York to convince myself that we are in front of the handicapper. Since then, he's come down another £3. I think another factor as well, he's been gelded since we last saw him. And he's in this five to follow on the proviso that they hold the nerve and find him a strongly run six furlong handicap somewhere on a decent hold-up track. Donny, Ascot, you know, 
take your pick. And I think he can have a decent season. When this house gets a bit of confidence, I think he might just fly. I'm not sure about this order as well. He has some strange ideas. He also has horses with Simcock. He hasn't got anything <laughs> he hasn't got anything with Agus these days. I only won a derby for him. I think this can get high nineties this year. I, I tossed up between two actually for the, this slot. Another one that I think will make a really good sprint handicap this year is also called the organizer, who we were with a couple of times last year and I, I've come down in favour of Papa Cocktail because I think he's a little bit more straightforward. Yeah, yep, I can't disagree with that. We sort of fell for that horse a few times last season. But I won't say that's wrong to say fell for it with good justification. So, like said, John, it's got a mark of 80 now. So that's that's quite attractive, isn't it? I, I think there's lots of wiggle around there. This is an horse that we fancied for the superlative at Newmarket. It yep. went off 14 to 1 for the superlative. And me and John fancied it for that. It's off 80. So John's uh, third know. best makes sense if it's trained on and everything, blah de blah. Get ready. Yeah, and the trainer's not dead. So, uh, Quentin, I'll come to you for your third best. I couldn't agree with John's Papa Cockcow even more. They were, that was sick for my list. Like the way you went through the superlative and Yorkie was on the wrong part of the track. Like, he's a, he's a good thing off 80 with a semi-competent jockey up around the, the right sort of track as a, a cracking shell. My my list generally consists of horses that, that want to be stepped up in trip and have, have stamina drawn out. So I'm going to throw one in that I think will be better dropped down in trip. The horse in question is Paradiaz, uh, trained by Alan King. He actually came from um, the same Sandown novice as um, your boarding shout, Lee. He shaped well there. He, he kind of knew his job, kept on plugging away and shaped like a mild suit. Um, so they've upped him to a mile on his second start. They've gone in the Haynes, Hanson and Clark, um, thrown him in the deep end, pulled like stink and just didn't see things out. But he, he wasn't really beaten up thereafter. Again, third start, he's gone to Haydock and he, he's absolutely tanked through the race. He's, he's gone through the race like a 7-4-7. He's pulled early, but he's, he's come down the bridle, traded two to five in the run and hung around long enough to suggest there's a, there's a fair engine there. Last two starts are over a mile. Given the way he's not seen things out, and and just pulled. I just want to see him back at seven furlongs. Uh, he's got opening marker 79. Time from Haydock looks fine. Form could have worked out better. But I think a seven furlong handicap, big field where he can just travel through the race. Three-year-old on looks. Um, I'm pretty sure this is 90 plus in due course. Good stuff. That boosts my confidence. Paradias is Quentin's third choice. That obviously boosts my confidence with the balding one. Obviously with you liking that. I mean, obviously, we, we didn't confer before the show. So, naturally, it does boost me on Aztec Empire. You liking that also. So, two good horses there from that Sandown Maiden to watch. Thank you, Quentin. Straight back on the floor, Quentin. Your That's second me. best. My second best. I've gone I've gone dark with this. I've gone low-grade scrap metal that hopefully we can turn into gold at some stage. So, my second horse to follow, or second best horse to follow even, is Executive Paul. Um, he's trained by Gary Moore and caught the eye from a physical standpoint on debut at Sandown. It was a mid-September maiden and it was, it was heavy ground. Um, he's a strong horse, but... Just a bit on the side, he's, he's a type who's going to really improve with a winter on his back. Educated that day, chicken wings allowed to come home in his own time. They upped him in trip at Goodwood on his second start, and he, he broke better, held his position to about the three furlong pole. 
again, it was soft ground, faded out of things. Third start was just a, a means to a cause of getting a handicap mark. Dropped him to seven at Chelmsford. Couldn't go to Gallup. But they, they've got an opening mark of 51 with him. Physically and on looks-wise, he, he's a lot better looking horse than a 51 rated horse. And I thought it was interesting that Connections, owner and trainer, did a similar sort of thing with Goshen. Three quick spins, put him away, give him the chop, and then um, he took off handicapping. I absolutely no doubt he's better than a 51 rated horse. Tripwise, the dam was a winner over 14. It'll be up in trip. I want to see him not 10 furlong plus easily. Yeah, stamina's in the pedigree. And kind of what we said earlier, I think Churchill's progeny will improve this season. They've, they've started to do it on the all weather in recent weeks. And hopefully they can buck the trend and, and, and keep that keep that going. Right, good stuff. So that's Quentin straight from the Gary Moore yard there. Interesting trainers to choose. Is is that the handicap plot you think then, then Quentin, that, that they'd be looking for? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I'm, I'm adamant that he's he's better than a 51 horse. They they dropped him to seven on his last start. It's it smacks of plot and just the way he looks, the fact they've gelded him. They've got they've got plenty to play with here. Fantastic, love it. Love these left field types as well. We're not just tipping trying to tip Group One winners. We're also going for value for money and big handicap rises. Thank you, Quentin, for that second best. Excellent, excellent stuff. John, coming to you for your second best. My second best is Aiden of Rogerarians, E-Y-D-O-N. On the face of it, this one was a bit of a letdown on the second start after probably going into everybody's note ropes on debut. I don't think he was terribly suited to making the running. He was still a little bit grey and his eyes were flicking along and he was having a bit of a gop about they might not have made as much use of him as they might have done either. He, he, he seemed to be on him well about half speed early on in the race. And I think he has the, the scope and ability to complete that sort of distance much faster than he did that night. The interesting thing about this horse, Roger Varian had four Irish Guineas entries. Now, that's a, an early, early closer. But none of them made it to the first stage of entries for our guinea. But this lad has, which would indicate to me that he's wised up quite a lot for the latest run. I'm not saying he's going to be in the shake-up in the guineas, but physically, he's just about flawless. He's a beautiful-looking ass. It might just take a bit of time to reach his full potential, but nonetheless, I'd include him here as I think he can perform on a much higher level than we've seen so far. I mean, with the two runs, if it was man, I'd bury him round Beverly over an extended seven first time up. <laughs> and then I'd have what I wanted on him over a mile just somewhere like Johnny on about seven. I don't think we'll do that. Um, I'd be more inclined to see him in something like that Peter Smith Memorial at the Newbury Spring Mate and something like that. But I have a lot of confidence in this horse. I think, he, I think he's potentially a hundred horse anyway. Good stuff. So again, this is what we like. You know, John's given a good physical approach to his pick and he thinks this horse could reach triple figures. And that's what we're all about on, on this year, giving you horses to follow and also what potentially these horses can reach. So thank you, John, for your second best. My second best is one that Quentin's already mentioned. Not on his followers, but he has mentioned it on this show tonight. Grand Alliance, the Charlie Fellows runner. I am very taken by this horse. This is a half-brother to... Uh, Dutch connection. 
it's got more stamina than than its siblings for whatever reason. Whether Churchill's going to end up bringing more stamina out in his offspring, and maybe that's why he's had a quiet start to a two-year-old campaign because maybe there is more stamina there. Who knows? But on all three starts, this horse has done nothing but catch my eye. On debut, very tenderly handled under Daniel Muscat, just in behind the leaders. It was a perfect fellow's debut, really, for, for what the trainer wants. Second time at Wolves would have beaten, for me, if the horse had been more streetwise, would have beaten the first two, Zane Surinder and Basinot. Mm-hmm. Zane Surinder's rated sort of 90, 91 now after winning again. Basinot's won again. And then if anyone watches the performance from Grand Alliance last time, how he's come from that position, off that sectional figure, I mean, 106%, and you're coming right from last over Chelmsford's 10. It's not an easy track to come from that far back. I'll admittedly had a clean run down the outside. It was probably a clean trip. If you try and go probably in, and you're not gonna you're not gonna win. At the same time, I was still impressed by it on your third start to actually do that. And it's got an handicap rating of 81. It's a lot better than 81. It's probably 90 now. And it, I noticed it's got an entry for Doncaster on Sunday. So <laughs> listeners, if you're listening to this Monday and this is dotted up from three to one into five to four, you'll be sick. So Grand Alliance is my number two, and I do think this can get to 100 as a suitable figure. I think this will be a 100 horse, and I'm looking forward to seeing this Colt going forwards. I think it's got a terrific attitude. It did hang in left at Wolves on the second start, but it, it only hung in left because of the greenness. I, it just didn't know what was required. Then he pulled it out, and it was happy when he pulled it out, and it ran on fine. For me, that cost it probably not the race necessarily, but the probably you know getting very close to winning the race and so yes grand alliance is my number two so john i'm coming to your numero uno good (laughs) (laughs) rub hands time numero uno well we're back with sergeant wilson mr minutia and this one is one that I have really high hopes for this year. This is called Sir Bob Parker. Cost €210,000. Trainer bought on behalf of owner Michael Watt, who's Collier Bay Firm and all those other good junks horses. <laughs> they took this one to Cyclou to make the debut in a conditions race on heavy ground. Now, being by Sayuni, I thought a debut second on ground like that was absolutely fantastic. Having perused the French form, the fifth that day has posted two decent efforts at Chantilly, second twice, and the sixth also made the runner-up berth when returned to saint Cloud for the next run. So Bob Parker has been given entries in both derbies. The trainer wouldn't be one for tilting at windmills. When you look at the pedigree, the dam absolutely shits winners. Three Sulafar posting racing post ratings of 96, 104, 108, all with optimum trips of 12 furlongs. I'd expect this horse to win a maiden on decent ground in the spring, and I think this is a potential group horse. Interesting. Have you, have you seen Sergeant Wilson on debut as well? He's terrible on debut. Yes. And he, can't, he, can't, he can't train a debut winner. If, if his life depended on it, if you run into a debut winner by Menu men Izzy and you back someone else, you, you feel physically sick. You, you're unluckier than golf club, aren't you? 
Golf Club, our best listener ever. He should get a mention every show because he's just so brilliant. If ever a, you want to see a punter where he's out on his sleeve every day, you can feel his emotions on every race. I, I, I genuinely think this horse is a derby darkly. Yeah. I, I really do. I think, you know, it could be Ascot and the Teddy Seven or something like that. But yeah, I, th- I think this has massive potential. Well, it's got the pedigree. He yeah. definitely got the pedigree to, to be something very useful. I do respect Sergeant Wilson. So, like you said, that could be one for massive progress this season, John. A great out of the box top pick from you. I shall go next and then leave the Naps champ for his last of all for the season ahead so my best might disappoint some because it's with a trainer that everyone looks for but I, I play a yearly game with some Mark Prescott's runners where I try and predict <laughs> I try and predict the best one of his um, that's going to end up highest on ratings because he, it, obviously he's got a battalion of three year olds ready to, to rumble and roll and everything else. So I always try and predict which is going to be the best, which is the one that's going to end up going for 220,000 sold to Gordon Elliott in the October sales ring. And I'm predicting that this is Eagle's way. That's my very best. I, honestly, I, I've seen Luke Morris try to stop this twice and had a belly laugh. This literally, I, honestly, I think with any kind of ride, I'm not saying debut, but definitely the last run at Wolves. If Morris wanted that to be involved, it would have probably gone close to winning that maiden. It was embarrassing. It was 113 sectional as well. This horse is, is going to improve massively for middle distances. The rating of 67 adds nothing for luck, really. Not much anyway. I'm saying this will get to 95, mid-90s. It's going to be one of his Saturday handicappers, three-year handicappers come July, August, September, that kind of thing. But Eagles way. So, so that's the thing. So it might look obvious. You might think, oh, what's he telling us here? But this is the one that I think gets the highest up the rankings of the Prescott handicap qualifiers. So that is my best going in for the season. You watch that run-up sequence. That, that's going to win three or four. No problem. Quentin, I'll come to you. I, I like that. They, they proper buried that on the third start. Down the inside of the, the yeah. slowest part of the track. You've got the... Alan King thing, Pangloss, that finished in front of it. That ran well last week, yeah. I think, at Wolverhampton off 69. Yeah, he's, he, you know he's going to improve. I like that a lot. I like that a lot, Lee. Yeah. My final and, and number one horse I want to follow um, is from a side that we spoke about earlier in New Bay. I'm going with the Jed O'Keefe-trained Hilts. This one was given three spins in, in midsummer. Kind of caught the eye on the on the two second starts. Both at first, both held up in steadily run races. The, the start on the 13th of August was on, on a time-based going of good, good firm ground, essentially. But the way he moves, he hits the ground pretty hard and he, he rolled left-handed. But I thought good to firm ground, that's, that's not really his bag. He showed a bit more on, on the third start, 4th of September. Decent ground, um, came home quick enough, putting some respectable closing sectionals, not beating up, just showing the whip by Jack Garrity. As I said at the start, steadily run races weren't his bag. He's bred to stay. I think he's going to appreciate mud flying. That's, that's my initial outlook on sort of things. He's been given a mark of 63 here without being shown the best effect by any means. I, I've no doubt he's an 80 rated horse. The dam improved with time and distance. He's for half the point in time and uh, creme and glaze. They've both won on good firm ground, soft ground, heavy ground. But like I said, soft ground will be his bag. The yard have a decent record of horses off in absence. Um, I think they'll have this ready to go pretty early in the season. 
um, opening marker 63 is very, very light for this. And I, I've no doubt he's going to prove £20 higher than this in, in due course. What a cracking choice. Uh, Quentin's are saying £20 in hand, 45000 a year in. This is a half for the point in time by Champs-Élysées. They stay all day. Quentin's loving this handicapping. They've buried it. Yeah, can see this all the way. This looks looks a fantastic choice. So, Hilts for Quentin is is his best. So, you, you can put those in your trackers. You can do whatever you want. And hopefully, we'll produce some nice winners for you this season and some pointers for the way forward. Hope you found this very informative. Now, just before we go, uh, we're back on Friday. Myself, John and Quentin covering a very big show in the uh, the Lincoln meeting and the Dubai Carnival, the Queen's Prize at Kempton. Fantastic racing on Saturday. So don't miss Friday's show because we'll be we'll have some gems for you on Saturday racing, no doubt. We're all bouncing. So we hope you enjoyed this. That's all from me, John Quentin, signing out. Bye for now. Right, the show's over, boys. Thank you very much.